Do you want to travel the world, but still want to pick up after yourself and take out the garbage? Do you like getting away from your humdrum life and experience the luxury of sleeping in someone else's worn linens? Well, look no further than Airbnb. At Airbnb, you can save nothing compared to a hotel, but get half the hospitality. talk your host each week are me dr bryce hansen and along with me for the ride of these past four years is i'm david doy sorry i interrupted you that's okay i was i paused for effect and you thought it was an invitation <laughs> that's a story of my life that's what happened <laughs> story of this story of this movie <laughs> David is the foremost expert in Scarno knows theatrical releases pretty great. <laughs> they are something that we do sometimes. Uh we got a great show today. We're reviewing Barbarian released just last I'm, month. I'm so uh, excited to talk about yeah. this movie, man. Before we get into that, we'll give you a couple pointers go to our website at horrormovietalk.com there you'll find links to all our social media and all the things that we do including our store for merch um links to our patreon please uh take a look at our patreon we've got some new patrons that we should thank yeah we got uh in the recent weeks we've got actually a lot of them we got matt b uh Bexy, we got Mark P, DJ PJ, Sherry V, and Amy M. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. This is a free show um, that we produce every week. And you know what? Actually, I'm glad I remembered this time because um, there's you know there's more than just we do a lot on the on the side to um, make sure our patrons get what they're paying for. Um, we produce the Afterpod, give early access to stuff, have exclusive stuff that only releases on Patreon. But also, I should let you know, if you are a small business owner and you want to advertise, we're one of the biggest movie review podcasts in the United States. So you could uh, advertise with us through Patreon. And uh, if you want to send us a message about that, we welcome it. So consider that, especially if you have like, uh, biz, an online business that caters to people across the country because that would be a perfect fit. Uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday. Please, uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Uh, 
Uh, we'll likely have a special episode coming up where we catch up on all our voicemail because we're behind on that. Uh, if you're new to the show, we start out by giving a brief review on our score for the movie. And then before we spoil anything, we give you a big um, uh, warning. They call them a spoiler warning. And then you can bounce if you haven't seen the movie and come back after you've seen it if it sounds like your cup of tea. Score on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry. 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks. And 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. Um, later on we'll play a special um, innovative game I like to call Fuck, Mary Kill. Um, and... Um, yeah, that's what's that's what's to come. Uh, <clears throat> um, so yeah, we went and saw Barbarian, and it's not quite a bar, and it's not quite a librarian, but man. <laughs> so to answer your question, I don't know. Here is the trailer. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots? Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch. natural barbarian can be found in theaters now and I, I hope they play it through halloween this this deserves to be in theaters during the season uh tess played by georgina campbell travels to detroit to interview for a job when she arrives in the middle of the night at her airbnb rental she discovers that it is already inhabited by a man 
that supposedly rented the house from another site. Despite being leery of the man, played by Bill Bill Skarsgård, she comes inside to figure out what went wrong with the rental companies. The man named Keith is friendly, but perhaps overly friendly, in addition to several other red flags. The longer Tess stays in the house, the more she discovers about Keith and the history of the house, to her detriment. Also, the Mac guy shows up. The Mac guy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the Mac guy. That's the least. That's the least uh, thought about role I have when I think about Justin Long. That's the. It's still cemented for me. He's still the okay. Mac guy, just okay, as much as enough. as what his name is, the PC guy. Um, okay. This movie is a wild ride, and honestly, a contender for my favorite of the year. Uh, it's really. A movie divided in two halves, one very grounded in reality with a slow burn building of suspense relating to interactions with strangers. The other, while not paranormal, enters a heightened, bizarro underground realm of debauchery and brutality. This film reminds me of Malignant in that it pulled off the tone that Malignant, that Malignant utterly failed to deliver on, that being a taut mystery thriller evolving into an exploitational fun fest. The writer-director, Zach Kreger, is mostly known from being a straight man cast member of The Whitest Kids You Know, a sketch comedy group. Holy shit, he did this? This makes so much sense now. (laughs) Yeah. Everything is coming together. Yeah, so he joins Jordan Peele as sketch sketch comedy graduate transformed into a horror prodigy. Uh, When I say that I enjoyed this movie. I mean that I had many times where I laughed in delight about the writing, acting, and direction. I was smiling ear to ear at the end of this film. Like, it was fun. It um, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I was in the theater with two other people, and we were all laughing at similar moments. I was laughing at more moments, definitely, because yeah. Yeah, this too. is right in line with like my my uh i don't know my sense of humor like yeah so yeah i love this movie so zach Kreger, he is the one in the whitest kids you know he's got the guy um, on the pcp yeah he's he's got the gallon of pcp he's yeah. also not um, a gallon he's the guy <laughs> a in the in the grapest uh yeah commercial where he's like sounding the in the opposition here i gotta pull it up now real you know oh go go ahead the great is that what what is this intro it this is one of the sketches from why kids you know so copyright be damned Suggest Fizzy Pops Grape Blast, the new soda from Johnson and Hedges. Open wide, kids, because I've got a grape in the mouth. Ah! He's going to what them in the mouth? He's going to grape them. He's going to grape them. Yeah. In the mouth. <laughs> so this this guy in the middle, that's yeah. the director of Barbarian. At writer By the and way, director. That guy who said that he going to what? 
and then he goes grape them that's trevor moore and he died just last year tragically um one of the funniest men right uh, low-key uh that doesn't get the respect he deserves i think um sad sad that he died i don't know how he died but it was sudden and he was only 41 so he's yeah the, your the, age. <laughs> the whitest kid you know is like one of the best scotch like if you if you look at their sketches on youtube it is consistently like bangers yeah it's it's like it took uh it took the kids in the hall and turned it up to 11 um it's true it just just very very in line with that weird dry but like over the top at the same time like um i i so what score do you give this did you say your score uh, I haven't given my score. Um, I I score this a ten out of ten. Like it's it's a rarefied territory for me. This is one of those where it's like, you know, I can't say that it's like, oh, this is gonna this is award worthy or something. But this is like so tickles my fancy in a way that no other movies do. To where this is in my like ten out of ten. Um, uh, like territory with um uh the human centipede <laughs> and some of these other films that is just for me you know it's bonkers this movie is it does everything right i can't point to one thing that it did wrong the scary parts were terrifying the funny parts were hilarious the parts where you felt uneasy and therefore were kind of laughing in fear were exactly that. Like it, it, there was mystery. It was, it was almost like beyond rea- It was almost beyond the realm of horror. And it started to go into the realm of fantasy where it was like, whoa, what is this place? Like, what is this place where we're at? And uh, and the answer is, it's so fucked up. It's and it's like, it does everything right for me. It um, it gaslights the hell out of you. Um, it uh, it it really makes you question. Like, you're like, where where's the danger coming from exactly? Like, I I don't know. The whole first half of the movie is is off putting in just the right ways. Um, and I can't really can't exaggerate when I say the brutality and violence and terror in this is over the moon. <laughs> like it, it comes in just right. It comes in just right. Uh, yeah, this is an easy 10 out of 10. This is, and it's one to me, it's one big allegory. I think it was meant to be, um, it's right up there. My other top movie, my favorite movie up until last night was uh, for this year was Hatching, uh, the Finnish film uh, from much earlier this year. And this is right next to it, maybe a little behind it because Hatching is a little personal to me. But this is wow. Wow. What a crazy movie, man. I can't believe this. <laughs> I can't emphasize enough the slow roll of this movie and it it uses the tone so well that you know 
you know what to expect just from like how they set it up and how they portray the situation and the characters. And even with like the, like the assumption that like, okay, well, it's not going to be that it's going to be something else. Like they slow roll it enough to where you move back and forth between like, is, is Keith, you know, the danger. I mean, you can tell even in the trailer, this is what they're setting up. Like what's the deal with Keith? And you you vacillate back and forth between like get the fuck out of this house. This this guy Keith is super shady too. Like, oh, it's gone on for way too long. He would have there would have been something by now, you know. So it's not him. It's something else. And then it goes back and forth. The way it was put together is brilliant. I love that they did that they did two it's almost two different movies. Um, first half and last half, and like I texted you, I was in that th- you watched it on Thursday, I watched it on Friday, and I texted you at the halfway point, and I was like, "What is happening? <laughs> this is amazing!" And you're like, "It gets better," and I just didn't see how that could be. Right, I was like it's peaked. It yeah. had not peaked. It had not. Peaked. Um, it does. It, on- it honestly doesn't peak until the last scene for me like the last scene is (laughs) the final scene is yeah it's perfect in like a weirdly subtle way like Uh it's like it's got feelings to it right yeah where you're still not sure how to feel and you're like wait but i should definitely know how to feel by now right but you don't and it's great it is so great yeah yeah, so I'm I mean, definitely in love with this movie. Definitely go see it if you haven't seen it. We're gonna get into spoilers soon, so you might want to hold off on listening to the rest of the episode till after you you watch it, because I really don't want to give away anything about this movie to people that are gonna enjoy it. Because, um, and I mean to say nothing of the casting. The casting in this is. Like, ah, hey, it's so perfect down to <laughs> the down to the, the the tertiary characters that you shouldn't really care that much about. Perfect casting. Right. Like, I love that they got Justin Long in this mm-hmm. to play who he played because he plays that so well. I know. And I'm <laughs> really good. So oh, well. Man, I Bill was... Skarsgård, just get out of here. Like So I I came across I was going to wait till the spoiler section, but let's talk about this briefly. Um I came across this other trailer on YouTube and it's so bizarre in terms of marketing. The title is Justin Long's new movie, official trailer, now in theaters. It doesn't even mention the title of the movie. And so this is another trailer. Listen, AJ, I gotta tell you, there's no new money coming in. 
I could sell the Michigan property. Some of those make money, right? You're going to have to make some tough choices. Yeah, Bonnie, it's AJ. I'm in Detroit, and I'm here to do some liquidating. Is someone staying here at the moment? I don't think so. Well, someone's here. There's a suitcase and clothes. Do I have squatters? Have a nice day. Hello? Somebody here? That is a brilliant trailer. That, <laughs> yeah. That is a, uh, I can't tell you, I want to watch the movie again, like right now. Right. Ooh, it's, I have so much chills. I, I, uh, I mean, we're, I only saw this during the week and we were already planning on watching it, but this made me want to see it so much more. Just the, we're going to go see it again. I think the fact that, it just says Justin Long's new movie and like name drops the Lego movie and album yeah. and the chipmunks. <laughs> By the, the way, yeah, if you're listening to this, we are on YouTube. So you can watch this and see what we're talking about uh, if you join our YouTube. Right. And, wow. you know, again, copyright be damned. We're going to get it for, for showing the full trailer. But who the that fuck was. An astonishingly good trailer. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting marketing tactic. Um, but yeah, so definitely go see it. It's a very interesting ride, and we'll get into spoilers in a second. But first, let's talk about Night Channels. Why not? Nightchannels.com. Night Channels is your destination for occult horror and alternative wear so they got t-shirts hoodies with some of the coolest designs that you're not going to find anywhere else uh, we just tell you you know we're not going to hard sell you all you need to do is go to nightchannels.com and take the night channels challenge which is just browse just browse around and you're going to find something you want i guarantee it just like the guy from the men's warehouse i guarantee it and uh, once you fill up your cart with all your swag, use code HMT at checkout to get 13% off your order. Um, if you're listening to commercials like that one or the ones that are dynamically inserted, you don't have to. You can join our Patreon and there we upload our episodes without the commercials in them as well as uploading them early as soon as we get them finished edited. Um, and, uh, lots of other perks for Patreon, including our after pod. So check that out. Patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Also, we sell our own merch at our shop on horrormovietalk.com slash shop. Uh, also we want to give a plug to Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork 
from HMT fans. He does all of the custom artwork for our episodes uh, that you know and love. Go to Instagram and find him at dgobel00. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. And make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. I just want to say, I'm very, very, very glad that you are piloting this episode because I feel like the episodes that I pilot are inferior to the episodes that you pilot. <laughs> um, I like the way you do it better uh, because you hit on more meaningful things to me. Mm. Um, so no pressure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I, I think I, uh, in my notes, make a lot more free association than you do in your notes. Your, your notes are more of like not trusting yourself to remember what happens in the movie, right? Um, uh, because I don't. I like a lot of times right. I'll just, I'll just drop things, especially if I don't care about the movie, you know. Right. Exactly. Um. So one thing that I, um, <laughs> for some reason was a bit of trivia that popped out in my mind as I was watching this or even before I saw it was the origin of the word barbarian. Are you familiar with the origin? No, tell me. So it's literally just like, uh, originated from, uh, it's derived from being derogatory about foreign languages. So people in, in Greece, um, it has Greek Barbaros. origins. You don't yeah. say. The, these people fucking made up every word in, in in the in the whole fucking world. So barbaros in Greek means babbler. So it is used to describe people from non-Greek speaking countries such as Persia and Egypt who to Greek ears sounded like they were making unintelligible sounds like ba 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 ba. So it's like <laughs> This is America. Why don't you speak American? Right. Yeah. It's the Greek version of that. Yeah, it's like, wow, I'm, there's a joke that I can make that I, I don't want to get canceled for. But, like, just imagine just naming people by your derogatory uh, imitation of their speech. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. No, nothing's coming to my mind, so I would need you to. Uh, right, yeah. So French right, would be would... like, holy monies. <laughs> what would um the, the irish what, would be like that's good that's yeah. good make one of those white cultures um right what, what about, would the chinese be david what would that be i don't know i've never i don't know I, I can't think of what they sound like anyways um what about <laughs> but what about a strip good day mate put another <laughs> shrimp on the baby yeah. you know those kiwis, you right. know, Those fucking kiwis. God. Um, yeah. What? What's another? Uh, what's another culture that's easy for us to make fun of? I don't know what. What would Mexican sound like? Or what would be uh, the the Greek word for yeah, Mexican? Um, it'd be like cool guy or something. Mm-hmm. Brrr, yeah. Yeah. Ian. Yeah. 
something like that. Oh, oh. Ah. Okay. Uh, so this the premise for this movie is so great. No one's ever made a horror movie about Airbnbs. Like, how has this not happened yet? It's such a great premise because you're living in someone else's house and you don't know who they are. I ha- okay, so I'm so paranoid. Uh, I got a good story for you. We this year, uh, we were coming out here to where we are now to take a vacation to be like, where do we want to live here? And um, and the person like it was a guest house on their property, and they remained like invisible to me. Like they there would be signs of them around having done things, but I would never be able to catch them. And so I like built them up to be this like fucking monstrous person in my mind. I couldn't sleep the, like the second night I was like, uh, uh, and, uh, and I finally met her and she's a sweet old lady and, uh, she's just nice. But, uh, I mean, I was fully like prepared to be like, Becky is actually Bob and Bob is a serial killer who is capable of, manhandling me and you know like uh this is a very good concept yeah yeah airbnbs or i mean there's so many companies now there's airbnb vrbo home away was mentioned in this one um but it's such a weird thing it used to be like a novelty that was so great and then now it's become like kind of a standard thing but it's starting to get much worse to where like they're asking you to basically do all their chores for them and not not pay people to do the housekeeping like a hotel anyways um i've had some good experiences and some like questionable experiences at airbnbs um so tess shows up uh, the opening of the movie, she shows up on this doorstep and the key isn't in the key box. Um, and then she discovers someone's inside. He opens the door. It's Keith. And he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I booked this on my phone through HomeAway. So the dilemma is like they both booked the same house on the same night. Um, and they try to contact customer service, which is completely unhelpful. They don't yeah they just leave i want to make quick mention of the okay so the casting here is is just obviously spectacular right off the bat georgina campbell is a small woman who should be you know on guard in this neighborhood uh with a huge man a huge fucking viking who played uh it um Bill Skarsgård is Bill Skarsgård is cast so like your mind immediately goes oh that's Pennywise that's that's fucking Pennywise the scary version <laughs> like uh and, and so automatically I was like ooh he's evil he is evil like just it was just in the back of my mind I wasn't even me being like there's a little bit of confusion Oh, the other call out for history is uh, the the address of the house is 476 Barbary Street. And the year of the barbarian invasion into Rome was uh, 476. So 
little bit of trivia there. Um, so Keith invites her in from the rain. He's like, just let's figure it out. Like, don't get in your car to, you know, phone hotels or whatever. It's not a, it's a pretty dangerous street. And she looks around the street and it's completely dark. Like all, you can't see what this neighborhood looks like at all. And so she comes in and there's so many red flags (laughs) that Keith throws off as kind of like an overly friendly, like kind of pushy, like subtly pushy, like, Hey, you know, you want some tea? Like I got some red wine. Like we can, let me make you a drink. Yeah. Yeah. No, he comes off as, as a man, uh, which is, just a little strong, you know, like, well, a little... no, it comes off as a fucking serial killer <laughs> is what it is. Like there's enough, like, you know, spider and the fly kind of stuff happening, but that's uh, all circumstantial that that's not him. He's doing his very best to like, uh, to, to make this, this a very upsetting circumstance, which to him is also an upsetting circumstance better. But it's right. just it, well, the it's, it's a funny dynamic against him. It's a funny dynamic because there's nothing more suspicious than someone trying not to be suspicious. Yeah, trying to put you at ease. Be like, hey, it's okay, it's okay. Hey, well, uh, don't run. Hey, you know, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to rape you or anything. Like, I know what you're thinking. I'm going to rape you, but I'm not. And like, let's just have some wine. I'll open it in front of you. So, you know, I didn't, I won't put anything in it, you know, and you'll be safe. And all that stuff is like, so like way too much assumption and way too much trying to put you at ease. Like no one tries to put you at ease that much unless they're trying to kill you is, is kind of the subtext. Well, I, I would do this. This is, this is, this is how I would. I would tr- try and make someone feel better. I, I can't like if other people feel upset around me, it makes me very upset. Um, and s- so I feel as though I have to smooth things over and make people feel okay. And to do that is a weird game, especially if they just are, don't want to feel okay. You know, sometimes that's an okay thing for people. Like not, I I can't grasp that concept because it's, it's not in my repertoire to not feel. I have to feel okay, or else things are bad, and then they have to. Anyway, well, that's why you could never be black. <laughs> that's like the that's their experience is a, a black black man anywhere. It's like there's a bunch of people uneasy about their about their uh, presence, especially white women. Um, I do want to say that the conversation that they have here sets the table for what I believe to be the allegory for the whole movie, um, which is uh, the allegory of rape. Um, the whole movie, uh, they, they start talking over wine. Uh, she starts to, she feels, she finally feels comfortable at some point. And she sits down and has a deep conversation with him. They learn that they have something in common with their work and their interests. and. Um, and they get down into a comfortable discussion about rape. And she's like, you know, I, there are circumstances where I'm it's, I have to be on guard all the time. There's no chilling out for me. He's like, what are you talking about? And she, you know, she basically says, you know, I'm, 
I like you get to go through life without worrying about certain things where that I have to worry about. And I feel like that's, that's where the rest of this movie goes is like rape is possible under all circumstances. And it's fucking horrifying when it opens up to you, when you realize you're in those crosshairs, you'll do anything sometimes. And what kind of person are you? Are you a good person? Are you a bad person? Are you a bad person who does good things sometimes? You know, like, it's very weird. Well, there's a there's a saying that me and my friends would always say to each other, which is, there's always a threat of rape. It's one of the truest, truest setting, sayings. Like, and that could be a tagline for this movie. Like, there's always a threat of rape. Um, I just want to mention one more big red flag that was... The probably the biggest red flag that I saw in this movie was Keith saying she asked for she asked for him to show her his receipt for the rental. And he goes like, Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Let me let me just find my phone. And I was like, Whoa. Who doesn't have their phone on them at all times? Like in their pocket or in their hand? Like there's something very wrong about this person if they set their phone somewhere and walked away like that's just not possible lot lots of like little subtle things around like keith just kind of disappearing around the corner or like not being able to answer something that should be answered easily like th- they set it up so much to make keith look like very very questionable yes uh, in such you're an not excellent supposed way. To, you're supposed to feel as though keith is the danger right um which is uh which is a red herring uh because keith is not the danger at all (laughs) yeah and and then also like it sets it up to like point you to where the story is going so tess finds his wallet takes a picture of his id and you're like oh this is like the um like the gun on the mantelpiece. It's like, well, that's going to be important. She's going to look who up, look up who Keith is and find out something shady about him. You know, never happens. Like the only thing, the only time you see that photo of his ID again is when she's like pining over it later. (laughs) She like looks at the photo and she's like, Oh, what a cutie. Uh, And that's it. You know? So like, it sets up all these expectations and uses these tropes so, so excellent, so effectively that you're, you're led down this road and you're like, huh, this is, I mean, they got to still use that. Like it's still, you still have to reveal like who Keith is and uh, they never do. <laughs> Keith is just Keith. He's a nice guy. Um, I, yeah, I, I, that delighted me so much. Cause the whole time I was like, it, they're really, really throwing a lot of shade on Keith, but you're j- just not sure. And Keith isn't there during the times when creepy stuff happens. And you're like, so that must be Keith. Keith is not the danger, though. It right. is. So the first, yeah. like, real creepiness starts happening. Somehow Keith fools her into staying overnight, uh, which is impressive. Um, and fools so she's, her? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? He tricks her into staying overnight. Well, that wasn't what I got. I got that he was like genuinely concerned about her well-being 
And he went to great lengths to like make sure she could sleep in the bed and he would sleep on the couch. And then he stayed on the couch. Sure. Uh, so while she's in bed, like she wakes up and the door is open and she hears like footsteps and it's like, what the fuck? And then she goes out to check on Keith and Keith is having like night terrors and she wakes him up, freaks him the fuck out. And so you're still asking the question of like, but was that Keith? Like it would not be that hard to run back to the couch and act like you're asleep and having night terrors, you know? Um, so it's a real, real heavy slow roll for like the first 40 minutes, but it, it keeps going and like setting up the uneasiness. It doesn't give you any like purchase for, for where to hang your, your disease. And like, she wakes up, she looks outside and all of a sudden you realize like, Oh, this, this neighborhood is decrepit. There's houses falling apart. Like it's a whole new level of like, of like suspense just around urban decay. And, um, and then she goes and has her interview and like the interviewer is like, you're staying where? Oh, you cannot, you cannot stay there. Like you have to go. You right. Uh, like I had just met you and I am extremely concerned about your safety. Right. And, uh, and by the way, I should mention if you, if you set your movie in Detroit, that's an automatic two points to my score. Don't breathe, don't breathe too. Huge benefit in this in this Detroit is creepy uh thing. I love it. I love it. Shoot more movies in Detroit. Yeah, she makes her way back to the house and gets accosted by a crazy homeless man, like another source of terror. And uh probably the most familiar source of terror for anyone living in Portland be honest um and then she she gets into the house and she's looking around for keith and she accidentally locks herself in the basement and while in there she finds a hidden door uh looks into the darkness and just goes nope this is the most effective this thing and and the movie does this like the rest of the movie is about this which is like whoa, there's a door to someplace that's dark and it just goes down a hallway and your mind is allowed to be like, what the fuck is down that hallway? And the answer is progressively more fucked up shit. Right. (laughs) It goes deeper and deeper. You think it can't get any more fucked up each time you find something down this hallway and you're like, (gasps) That's so fucked up. Tell me more. And then when they tell you more, you're like, oh, that's even more fucked up. And then you're like, do I want to know more? And it's like, here's more. And you're like, oh, it's just so incredible. It's so incredible. Yeah. Um, so she figures out how to a way to light the hallway with a mirror, uh, which is a great device. Um, and at the end of the hallway, she finds a dank room. With a VHS camera and a dirty uh, murder mattress. She's like, all right, that's enough of that. And then she walks away. Keith appears and helps her get um, the window to the basement open and, and is able to open the door. And then this is like, even now, you're like, I don't know what to think about Keith. Like, is Keith 
the guy that's using the murder bed, you know, because Keith is very insistent about disappearing into the hallway, <laughs> like very insistent on exploring, even when Tess is telling him explicitly, please don't, please don't disappear into the darkness. And he's like, I got to what are you, what are we going to do? And uh, it's just so effective. Like this is actually like was pretty effective at scaring me. Like Keith disappears and starts screaming for help in the basement. And <laughs> the combination of screaming for help, darkness, claustrophobia of these hallways and just all the design about how it's basically looks like all these hallways were just clawed out, you know, is so effective at being scary and putting you on edge that, and also is using this trope of like, well, we know it's coming next. There's going to be a, a figure that comes out of the darkness and grabs her. Like, that's what you're expecting. Like, that's yeah. definitely what's going to happen. Oh, and then Keith just comes crawling up, which is like scary enough. Horrifying. It's, it's a and he it, and he like says like someone bit me which is also you're like no ew oh no someone is back there and they bit you in right. the dark in a right. underground hallway in the dark you got bit by a person who's down here so for some reason the bee bit my bottom now my bottom's big is what Keith says when he comes out. And and uh you're like like weirded out by it and you're trying to figure out what's going on and then just then the person that you're expecting jumps out of the darkness and grabs Keith and bashes his head in. And then it jumps immediately to Justin Long. <laughs> jumps really violently ends Keith's head in a way that yeah is that is will stick with you right you're just you've just witnessed someone's brains being crushed out of their skull and then all of a sudden you're met with and the organizations they really organize okay so great yeah. So this is very much like a almost like a psycho template where you have your protagonist and then all of a sudden they're murdered halfway through the movie. You're like, well, what the fuck are they going to do now? You know, um, not quite because Tess doesn't actually die. Um, then. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it switches to Justin Long and the tone switches violently too like all of a sudden it's this easy breezy um so it like goes the tone for the ha the rest of the movie is like it vacillates between easy breezy like comedy to exploitational like gore porn you know and and uh we meet justin long's character and he is up for a pilot and he gets called and his agents inform him that he's has some pretty serious accusations about raping a, a co-star. 
and he's like what this isn't even this isn't even true and he's like talking with his agent and his wealth manager and he figures that he's not going to get this pilot he's not going to get the show and then he has to make some uh decisions around his finances uh his wealth manager says like you know you're not going to survive you're going to be broke by three months and so we find out that justin long actually owns the house on barbary street where all this is happening now i want to point out that justin long that in both halves of this movie there's a question being posed which is is this guy dangerous and bad (laughs) right and in the first half the the question is is this guy dangerous and, and bad and it seems very much like this guy is dangerous and bad he's not he is not dangerous and bad he is fine he's a good man the second half of this movie is you just you just do the reverse. You go, is this guy dangerous? This nice guy who's happy, who seems like he's got it all together, and um, he's he's you know he's he's singing this song. You're he's the tone of the thing's totally switched and nice and happy. And the question is, is this guy dangerous? And later you learn the question is, is this guy dangerous and bad? And the answer is yes. Uh, right. Yeah. It's it's very well written because he's. <laughs> it's the it's the guy you don't expect the guy see when you talk about rapists the rapists don't Rape. think that they're rapists you know rapist they're not the the rapists um you know think that they're just a regular guy and it's just a misunderstanding right. i just convinced her I, it took a lot of talking her into it yeah it took a lot of convincing she said a no lot. at first but it we took kept a, going a, right I I continued to make her feel uncomfortable and, you know, really forced the subject. And then I, you know, I helped her get her clothes off, which is another way of saying I took her clothes off for her against her consent. You know, eh, just little stuff like that, that in the moment you're like, oh, she wasn't punching me in the face. Therefore, it, you know, we're good. Yeah, I held her down onto the bed, and she just had this real look of pleasant surprise on her face. And <laughs> yeah, and then I said, I'm going to grape you in the face. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, but he hits all the check marks of being an asshole. They don't let, they don't slow roll this one too much. Like, there's a little bit of a question at, at first, but then he's acting like an asshole and very, very much unwoke. <laughs> so he's like, this fucking bitch is accusing me of... Like the fact that he calls the the accuser a bitch is like, mm, well, this guy doesn't respect women. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't respect women. And then when he's in the bar, he uses the f word, right? Which <laughs> is a word even we won't probably right. use. I don't think. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't say what Bryce will do, but I wouldn't use that in a sentence, right? Anymore. I did in and high school. And then the school. thing that the thing that sealed the deal for me was that he looked in Tess's laptop and then after he couldn't sign into it, he chucked it across the room onto the onto the bedstand. I was like, who throws a laptop? What a yeah. dick. What a barbarian. I can I can, you know, excuse the casual, you know, use of uh you know, homo homo 
homophobic slur, but not throwing a laptop across the room. <laughs> like, yeah, Bryce has standards. Who knows if that was in a process of writing something on that hard drive and just fucked it up. Um, so he comes back to his house, discovers there's people, people's luggage inside. And he calls Airbnb and is like, what the fuck is the, the main takeaway we have from this movie is that Airbnb or like property management services are very unhelpful and don't give a shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this sets up, this is now we're getting into, okay. So this movie does a lot right, which some people would say is wrong, which is it never answers a lot of questions. Uh, You're going to be left with a little bit of blue balls if you want real answers to questions here because it's uncertain as to how Keith got there how Keith well no it's a, it's certain as to how Keith got there it's just uncertain as to how in cahoots with what's going on in that what's really going on in this house the property management company is it feels like they may be facilitating feeding victims to this house a little bit <laughs> yeah because the property strange. management says that no one's been in the house for weeks uh when in fact it's been double booked yeah but no i think i think there has been you know a weeks since um since tess and uh and keith went missing uh oh okay i didn't and catch justin that. long flew in you know he, yeah he, you're probably he right pick up the storyline a couple weeks later which yeah. is fine but but why would the property management company not care this much? And like, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Yeah. So Justin Long is like looking through the house, his house. And, and then he finds like the basement propped open. And uh, like, there's kind of scary noises coming out of the basement. And he's like, got a flashlight and a knife. And he's like, really looking through. um really leery and then he discovers the hidden door and you're like oh shit immediately goes to google and goes can underground square footage be listed which is so great i laugh so hard at the jump cut to that (laughs) scene just comedic genius it was like this is exactly who this character is just greedy, just like just dying to dig himself out of the, his hole. He's just like, oh, I just found potentially double my house size in square footage underneath my house in the creepiest fucking rape room that I've ever seen. And, I, and I've seen some rape rooms because I'm a fucking actual rapist. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't bother me because I have to measure how many s- more square f- feet I can add to the it, listing of the sale of this property. Yeah, so he's got this measuring tape and like the next scene is him just like scooting crouch down backwards with this measuring tape, trying to measure how much extra square footage he can put on the listing, which is fantastic. And he's using like an old, old school flashlight, which are only do you remember how shitty old flashlights were i have a couple and uh yeah they're terrible they're good for maybe 20 minutes yeah you know in on on a couple batteries d batteries um, big massive fucking d four yeah of them. so 
he's walking through and then he gets approached by this barbarian lady we'll call her she's um, like a she's like the she's like a witch she's like some weird underground dwelling like naked thing that yeah she was very reminiscent of the the old lady in in wreck yeah like spoilers the old, for wreck. old lady witch in, in wreck where it's like jesus whoa do you lives know lives in darkness you know do you know she was played by a man yeah i saw that in the credits matthew patrick davis played her why can't we give that role to a woman you know it's it's about gender identity like he identified as a woman for this role had to go through all that all that prosthetics to get those horrible flappy tits there is someone out there with those horrible flappy tits that could be employed Mm -hmm. by this movie (laughs) Um, oh man like okay I, i this hall that just descends underneath some sketchy fucking neighbor into the bedrock of Detroit is so anomalous and strange. It adds this weird, it's like a third, it's like, it's like another character in the movie. It's so fantastic. It's like, how, how did this like thousands and thousands and thousands of feet tunneled underground get, added underneath this house and like that's so interesting to me was that did that strike you did the hall was the hall like the coolest thing to you well yeah i mean that's i mean it's such a cool concept um now that i'm thinking about it it's kind of unbelievable since detroit is right next to like the great lakes probably couldn't dig that deep before it's just completely filled with water you know what though but this is so cool maybe they found a pocket yeah, maybe they found just like a pocket of granite or something. Or maybe, you know, maybe there was just like a a generator and a, a water pump sound that we just never noticed. While we were watching. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, At some point, it switches to kind of a fisheye lens with with Justin Long, and it really cha- shifts like the the feel of it. And then it flashes back to like the 80s or 70s with just this some other guy who kind of reminded me of like um what's his name lance hendrickson is that what his name is from Pumpkinhead? uh yeah yeah kind of like him his name's his name's richard brake um he's he's a recognizable character actor um and yeah and it, this this when they shift to that fisheye lens, it brings back like natural born killers, like elements of Pulp Fiction. Like you're like, oh whoa, this is like this early '90s like lens that they used to use. Yeah, and um, it it shows this guy buying baby supplies and then like obviously stalking a lady, and so the story is fleshed out as like. There is some guy that for decades has, or decades ago, dug out this hole as a rape dungeon and brought this lady in there. Not just this lady was a serial rapist slash, I assume, murderer. Right. We found out that he is a serial rapist murderer later because he's got like a whole shelf full of, just full of VHS tapes, which are not just women, but women and men. 
they're all titled to, to like uh, usually the titles are their names so it'd be like denise holder or like you know they're, they're a full name but some of them are just lady with irish accent right or redhead redhead or and it's like oh dear fucking god but other ones like plumber you know <laughs> just like <laughs> just dudes as well i i think I, I think i remember that right um and then it goes back to justin long and he's like shoved into this um this dungeon cell um under a grate and tess is in there yeah and, and she's like shh, 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 you be calm be calm calm down you have to she calm doesn't down. like it when you get excited and the, this the mama the mama thing up here does not like it when you scream right and so this lady we find out is like trying to be a mother to her captors and is like feeding them through an ancient baby bottle and like tr <laughs> and then when justin long tries to escape there's a scene where she tries to breastfeed him and that's another just great great scene she's <laughs> the got nose this, boop. she's she, <laughs> the nose boop just she's got this video that destroyed me <laughs> <laughs> the nose boop destroyed me because she's got this breastfeeding instructional video and it shows like the woman like rubbing the nose and like you know stimulating the baby to come towards the nipple and this this completely uh it's not just a what would you call that illiterate but non-vocal what do you call that she's like now and she's she's like the stereotype of barbarian she's like ba 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 baby mama like and so she's like rubbing justin long's nose and goes boop which again just destroyed me i was laughing so hard for so long just from that nose boop like what we're describing as we're going through this movie sounds deadly serious and horrifying and it is and it comes across that way but also it's so nervous hilarity it's like this like <laughs> like it's just got this element of like this can't be fucking real like and so and and Part, and, and that nursery with that this thing this hag lives in and like tries to raise adult people as her own babies is and she crams her fucking nipple up against their mouth and like tries to fucking make them drink off of her decrepit old tit like it's just you can't help but laugh because otherwise you just throw up over and over again it's so gross um so let's kind of skip forward to the end they they make their escape there's a bunch of like back and forth but basically they make their escape and um are chased by the mother we'll call her and they make their way up to this like water tower or grain silo i don't know what you call it yeah it's some abandoned old uh yeah probably water tower or something and <laughs> this is the culmination of Justin Long's character, of Tess, and of the mother. Like, that's what I can say about this movie and what I enjoy so much about it is, like, 
it is very character driven and very like situation driven to where it's like of course this is gonna happen you know like there's so much inevitability with the choices of of people based on their character so they're up at the top of this tower um justin long has already accidentally shot tess and so she's like injured and climbing up the tower and then the mother is climbing up behind her and justin long's character is like i i know what i have to do and he just shoves tess off the top of the tower because the mother is going to jump after her and the scene where tess is falling and then the mother jumps off the top of the tower to follow her and it's just an upward shot of the mother reaching out and falling towards the camera is possibly the funniest most enjoyable thing i've seen in a movie for decades like i like i say that the nose boop killed me like this this changed me this this shot was so good and so funny that i was like this is the best this is the best this is the best thing to see it's pretty great i mean we we are breezing over a lot um by the way so like there's this bum who gets his whole arm ripped off by her just just pulled off of his body he tells them Oh, there's other stuff down there uh, that's worse than her. And like, and that guy with the gun, he introduces the gun. He's the rapist, the grapist. Yeah. It, and then the end scene is so perfect. Tess and the mom are laying on the ground, both still alive. Um, I think Justin Long gets killed somehow. How does he get killed? I think Tess shoots him, doesn't, doesn't she? Yeah, I think so. And and so Tess ends up with the gun and she's sitting there and the mother is cradling her and she knows that she's hurt and she loves Tess. She Tess is her baby. And and she's and she does the she does the boop. I'm going to pet your face and then boop your nose. And it's clear to you that the mom really loves Tess and cares for her and would do anything to protect her and did did just do that and tess is sitting there with a fucking gun in her hand held up against the mom's tem temple being like well i gotta i can't do this i'm not going back to that fucking rape dungeon like no uh so bonker and then she, I, I believe it's insinuated that she pulls the trigger um, because then she, you know, you hear bang and then she walks away in the end credits. Yeah. Um, I did. Did you stay for the whole end credit? I didn't stay for the whole thing. I mean, there was a couple like just uh, back and forth, like during credit scenes where it shows Tess standing up and walking away. But after here's the not only is that scene perfect where the mother is jumping off the tower but it seals it just like every moment is so perfect that it seals it with the end song being the run runettes be my baby be my be my baby <laughs> it's so so yeah. perfect and yeah. it's 
Oh my it's god. Like, this dude, this guy, this guy is going to be yeah, he's going to be up there with Aster and Peel and like this guy has a huge motherfucking career ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, I hope he keeps making horror movies. Like it's he's it's uh he's he's got a great mind for it. Like I guess the the story behind why he wrote this movie is that he read some book about basically red flags that women ignore about rapists. And he's like, well, what if you made a movie about a woman that just ignored all of them? You know, <laughs> just like that was the horror movie. I love that. Like th I love the allegory, this movie just being like rape is terrifying. And I'll show you what it's like. If you're a man, like if you're a man, you don't know, but you could. And Here's what it's about. It's about some fucking hag. You don't want her putting her nipple in your mouth. And there's even a moment. <laughs> there's even a moment where Skarsgård says to her, oh, women can rape. Trust me. Like, he's, you know, he somehow has knowledge of this. Like, it's insinuated that maybe he's been raped by a woman. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then the movie goes to great lengths to show you how a man can be raped. And it is extremely unpleasant it's ooh, it's horrible right. it and you would never want that for anyone well that was barbarian so who would like this movie david dude hardcore horror fans uh i'm gonna say slasher fans i'm gonna say suspense I'm going to say thriller. I'm going to say a gore. This is everything. Uh, I mean, I don't want to oversell it, uh, but it's impossible because I that's just what I do. I oversell things. Um, I love this movie. It's got something in it for every horror fan. It is so upsetting. I would not recommend this to someone who is not into horror. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Let's move on to an uh, innovative, unique game that I call Fuck, Mary Kill. Um, apropos. So uh, I'm just going to hop into it, open up my PowerPoint. Uh, we got one, two, three, four, five scenarios. Before we get into this, I have to say, if you're listening to this episode, after this episode, you should go on over to Horror Movie Club's podcast. Um they uh, were gracious enough. Uh, Brian and Ashvin had me on their show. It's it's a huge uh, horror movie review show. Um, and we talked about our favorite top five found footage films. And that's out today as as you're hearing me talk. So listen to me over there. I had a blast. Brian was on our show when we reviewed. Um, what, what, what was it? Uh I can't, can't remember recall. what we made. Yeah, it, hang was, on. It, it wasn't Human Centipede Two, was it? Um, no, it was that. It was gonna be Human Centipede Two, but instead, it ended up being Cabin Fever. That's um, right. That's right. He he came on our show, and he was a, a great guest. And so I got to guest over on their show this week. So check them out. Horror Movie Club. Horror Movie Club. All right, so let's move on to Fuck, Mary Kill, starting out with um, the mother from Barbarian, because I don't have a picture of her. 
the old witch from from wreck or the girl from the ring okay well this this is a fuck this is a really fuck you threw a kid in there so that's well it just depends on the type of man you are david samara has to die i have to kill her which is so fucked up because now i have to fuck one of these two um i would definitely definitely like this isn't very hard because the um the thing in wreck is not a person anymore like they're like a zombie like they have some sort of infectious bullshit so inf- i'm not about that no infection i'll take the clean uh witch from barbarian uh and i will m- ooh now wait no you have to fuck or marry him you don't you don't just get I to would, not do something would, to one of them i would fuck the clean barbarian uh-huh. and i would marry the witch because you never have to fuck the witch well yeah not only <laughs> that marry. but not only that, but, um, you know, it wouldn't be that big of a change. Right. Um, I'm married. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree on all fronts there. Like, You have no, to kill Samara. No, I'm not. Actually, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to kill Samara. Um, Obviously, because you don't want to be a pedo. I will pedo. fuck the witch from Wreck. Just get it over with. Like, it's, Ew. you know, put a bag overhead. It'll be fine wear a condom it'll be fine you'll you'll you know reduce the risk of infection and then marry the mother from barbarian because she's very you know matronly and she she wants to take care of me like that's actually that's true you should let me suck i think we both have we both have good (laughs) (laughs) baba baba and she would pet your little nose and give you a boop and you'd be like (laughs) okay next okay we've got um jigsaw from saw (laughs) we've got chucky and we have annabelle fuck mary kill okay i'm gonna say you know this i'm gonna say i'm not a fan of the silent type you know like you'd have to carry all the conversations if it was with annabelle so she's out she you kill annabelle Mm. i think um chucky's a little much to be married to um Mm. you know he's always going to be skittering around under bullshit and like you're never going to be able to find he's going to cut your achilles tendon like 30 times a week right Um, you're always going to be recovering from something jigs so i'm gonna say i'll fuck him just to like get him out and uh-huh. then uh and then i marry jigsaw because at least if he kills you it's it's done you know i mean right. it may be torturous for a moment but it's just gonna be done yeah i would go um okay i'm gonna kill Jill, jigsaw mm. um just because I, I don't think he's very good in the sheets and long-term relationship i think either be really annoying well it's a man too by the way like there's a man behind that puppet like that's the only one that's actually being yeah you'd either get pranked or tortured a real man Uh, like i obviously there's a man inside chucky but he's just a doll being puppeted around by the soul of a man right um so i kill jigsaw i would fuck chucky Mm -hmm. because i feel like he has pretty toxic relationships you know Mm -hmm. But it's probably a pretty good lay, if we're being honest. 
and yeah, I mean, also the by the way, the only one not made of wood. Um, right. So you get you got that silicone, you know. Yeah, and then I'd and then I'd marry Annabelle. You know, oh, because oh, quiet. She's real quiet, you know, peaceful, and she's a woman, and I'm straight, so it's kind of, kind of, you know. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. All right. Next, this is yeah. kind of the S and M category. We've got Pinhead. Okay. Doctor Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show, and the Queen of the Damned from the Queen of the Damned. I don't know anything about the Queen of the Damned, so I'm killing her. Okay. Uh, I'm definitely fucking Doctor Frankenfurter uh-huh. because I mean, birds of a feather. That. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty interesting to me. Hmm. Uh, and then I guess I'm marrying Pinhead. He's got such sights to show you, you know? It's yeah. never a dull moment with Pinhead. You're always like, oh, wow, what's a... Show me that box again, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's always talking about box, you know? Love me some box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think that's how I would go. Marry uh, Pinhead. Um, I think I'm going to kill Pinhead <gasps> just because I think he's going to take it too far, you know? Oh, like he's not going to respect safe word, safe words. No, you know he's he's gonna be like, no, but I got, I have a thing I need to show you. You like, I had a thing planned. He's Don't constantly ruin it. wanting to pierce you. You know, yeah, he's a whiny little bitch. Like when he doesn't get his way, um, I'm gonna fuck Doctor Frankenfurter. Yeah, same. Um, just because like he's got to be wild, but not Hell relationship yeah. material. Like he's, you know. I don't think he's into monogamy, first of all. Stimulate that prostate. Mm-hmm. And then just marry Queen of the Dam because it's fucking Aaliyah. Like look at look at her. Aaliyah, was that the gal who died in the plane crash? Yeah. So when was that made? Um like that in- it was released after her death. Like it was Wasn't that in the nineties? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I it's that's so strange. That looks like that look that picture l- looks um like it was imagined in like 2010. Like that doesn't look like a 90s picture to me. Uh the, it looks like a very early 2000 late 90s. I mean that's like straight the matrix to me. Oh, 2002. So when did Aaliyah die? Cuz yeah, I remember Probably 2001. I remember not knowing who Aaliyah was and everybody being like so fucking bummed that Aaliyah died and me just being like, I don't know. What well, she had a couple singles. Like she had some like very, very prevalent singles um, with uh, Timberland. Um, Timbaland. Timbaland. The artist, Thank not you. the boot. <laughs> the artist, not the boot. Uh, okay. Well, good. We've uh, We've ironed that out. All right. Next we have oh. Oh. Michael Michael Myers from the original Michael Myers Rob Zombie version or Michael Myers 2018. Fuck Mary oh. Kill. Wow. Okay. Whew. You're not making this easy because they're the same uh, to me. I just kill them all. Uh, I guess, let's see here. Um, of them, it seems like the hardest 
the easiest to kill, I imagine, would be uh, Rob Zombie's Mike Myers because I'm told he's very fleshed out and human in um, in those movies. Like you learn the backstory of him a little bit. I haven't seen them. I actually walked out of the first one uh, in theaters um, because I hated it. Uh, so kill him. Um, now I gotta marry somebody and fuck somebody kind of into older, you know? So Mm -hmm. I guess, um, I guess I would marry older Mike Myers and, uh, and fuck him a lot Mm -hmm. and then fuck just once the original Mike Myers. What about you? Right. Um, I think I'd go opposite. So I would kill modern mike myers so the the reboot mike myers i would i would marry rob zombie mike myers because you know he's got vulnerability he's got a backstory i feel like i could break through to him and, and fix him you know and then i would you, fuck. you you do not strike me as a person who attempts to fix people uh-huh. that seems like the do you try to fix people sometimes uh sure yeah I don't know. Well, you wish you'd fix me. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Um, yeah, and then I would fuck the original Mike Myers just because, like, he's in the best shape. I feel like he's he's more like youthful, has a youthful energy, and uh, you know, just seems like the better the better choice there. All right, last one. Since we're in October, um, fuck Mary Kill, the shitty Halloween treats. Candy corn, <laughs> toothbrushes, and then spider rings. Spider rings. Uh, truly fuck spider rings. I hate spider rings. Anything that's just fucking worthless garbage that sits around my house, fuck it forever. I hate it. Kill spider rings. Um, Mary toothbrushes because I'm all about dental care and I am mm-hmm. um, I really really hate having um my teeth worked on so marry the toothbrush and then I actually unironically love candy corn so I'm going <sighs> to need that toothbrush so I I would fuck the candy corn fuck the shit out of it oh, oh my god yeah I love it it's Yeah great. I'm I think I'm the polar opposite I would kill candy corn candy corn can burning fire for all i care i give it a chance every like every couple years i'm like i mean there's no reason for my seething hatred of candy corn surely it can't be that bad people love candy corn i taste one and it just it's it's just worse than nothing you know it somehow just makes me angry every time i eat it i'm like what is this it's the worst texture of any candy it's like it's the texture that gets me. It's not chewy. It's not like hard. It's, it's like it's like uh, slow dissolve. I love it. Oh, that's so that's the gross. thing that draws me to it is the texture. Oh, yeah. It's got that yeah. kind of like hard, like stale shell, and then like the inside is kind of softer, and then it disintegrates. Oh, I hate in that it. sugary disintegration way. Yeah, I I I hate it so much. Um, I would, I would fuck 
the spider rings because it'd be useful as a cock ring. Let's be honest. No, it wouldn't. They're all flimsy and shitty. Well, you get enough of them. You know? <laughs> Bryce is just... Today I learned that Bryce is just the guy from Human Centipede 2 with, <laughs> with sandpaper... Uh, jacking off with sandpaper. Uh, like, it's not far mm, off. Yeah. Little tiny plastic spiders around my dick. Ugh. Yeah, a little. I mean, let's just a little pointer as a treat in Halloween. Like, use a spider ring as a cock ring. It'll delight your partner when she's going down on you. You know, the definition of treat yourself. Um, and then marry marry toothbrushes because it's the prudent thing to do. It's responsible. Yeah, to it's have the, good it's dental the adult. hygiene. Yeah, it's the adult. Yeah, don't don't be a. Don't if be I a were a kid, I would kill toothbrushes. I would fuck candy corn and then marry the spider rings. Spider if rings you, are here to stay. If you loved them, you wouldn't fuck them or marry them because you're a kid and you'd be making them a pedophile. <laughs> Assuming the spider rings and candy corn are adults in this sure. relationship. So <laughs> we made it through. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Go see a barbarian again. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us. If you uh, appreciate the show, leave us a rating on Apple podcasts or any other place where you can leave us a rating, share the podcast with a friend. So hey, but also, but also go listen to me at right after this show on horror movie club with Brian and Ashvin uh, and my top five found footage movies of all time are over there. And so we list them out. Indeed. Um, thanks again to our new patrons, uh, Amy M Sherry V DJ PJ Mark P and Bexy. Uh, for joining our Patreon. Go check us out on patreon.com slash horror movie talk. And um, thanks to uh, Fart Simpson for helping us out with uh, production. And Dustin Goble for helping us out with artwork. And uh, why not Mark for helping us out with social media promotion? Yeah, you guys are great and we love you. Call us at 682-253-4468 to leave us a voicemail. And on that, we will leave you with this hello and welcome to horror movie talk an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show go 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 Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. New theatrical releases always get priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Uh, uh, uh. Wow, that didn't sound Dad, good. what's a Muppet? Well, it's not quite a mop, and it's not quite a puppet, but man! <laughs> so to answer your question, I don't know.